Welcome to the Jesse Coomer Podcast. This is the first time I'm calling it the Jesse Coomer Podcast because the name has changed. Same podcast, same me, so we're just having fun. Uh, today I'm accompanied by uh, an old friend of mine uh, and just a really amazing human being, Jacob Bosecker. Uh, he's an incredible athlete, obstacle course racer. Uh, he does his own podcast uh, called Bro CR, and uh, you can check him out at the links below. Also, uh, hey, there are a few things that I'm using currently that I would highly recommend to, to you. Um, and if you would use these products, it does help the show. So uh, the first one is Base. Base is a home-based um, functional medicine uh, program. And basically what it is, it, it allows you to track certain biomarkers. You get to choose the biomarkers. I personally, I'm, I'm tracking testosterone, vitamin D, and C-reactive protein. I'm trying to find out okay, how, uh, how are these, these markers being moved by the choices that I'm making in my life? So every so many months they send it to me, I do a little spit in the, in the vial or I take some blood. It's, it's, it, I'm gonna show you how it's done in a future uh, live broadcast, but it's not a lot of blood. But basically I, I send off my samples, they send me the results via my cell phone and I can track my changes as I make changes in my life. And I'm trying to push, of course, my testosterone up. I wanna make sure my vitamin D is healthy and I want my C-reactive protein to stay low. Oh, another thing I'm tracking is cortisol too. So I wanna make sure I wanna keep my, that stress hormone down and I wanna find out what is it, what are some changes I can make to improve these biomarkers. The only way you'll know is by actually testing. So if you want to try base, you can get a discount. I believe it's 20% off if you use my code. Take a look at the, the um, the description box below or take a, look at the uh, take a look at the show notes for more information. Also, I'm using Keon for a lot of things, but right now I'm taking Keon Colostrum and I'm taking the Keon Immune Support. Both of those things I'm doing, of course, to boost my immune system. And one of the things the Colostrum, of course, is great for is gut health and reducing the um, cases of upper respiratory infections. So I'm interested in both of those things, so that's why I'm taking Keon Colostrum. You can get 15% off if you use my discount code. Take a look at that in the show notes or in the description box below. So now, without any further ado, I give you my conversation with Jacob Bosegger. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Jesse Coomer Podcast. This is a I, I'm just changing the name uh, over, and you are my first guest, Jacob. And it's kind of, I guess, it's appropriate because I've known you the longest out of anybody who I've ever had or probably will ever have on this podcast. Jacob and I grew up together, and, um, you know, I remember playing on the playground. We went to one of the last – just real quick, before I get too, too much down memory lane <laughs> – Jacob uh, is, uh, many people, if you guys have probably heard about uh, Jacob Bosecker from Bro, I call it, is it Brocore or Bro CR? I call it Bro, it's Bro CR. I think Brocore <laughs> sounds so much more like bad. You're not the first, per I've heard that multiple times. <laughs> yeah, so that's just my own little two cents on it. But no, Bro CR, uh, huge in the obstacle course racing world. Uh, if you're familiar with that world, you're probably familiar with Jacob Bosecker. Um, he's one of the uh, most fit people I have ever met. And uh, I had him come to one of my, uh, actually it was a Wim Hof Method workshop once. Um, and the man had a breath hold that eventually I just asked him, hey, Jacob, 
you know, we kind of need to go on with the rest of the workshop. <laughs> so, so if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and start breathing again. Um, Jacob and I, I, like I said, we've been, we've been friends forever. And um, we, the, the, one of the things that I really value about our childhoods was that it was so unusual, I guess, for the way the, the Western world is now. I mean, it was typical back, I guess, in the 1900s, early 1900s or maybe 1800s, it was almost like Little House on the Prairie sometimes. That's a very fair way to put it. <laughs> no, because, because we had, so we went to this, it was a two-room schoolhouse. Schoolhouse. That's the way I always describe it, people. Yeah, and, and I, it wasn't a one-room schoolhouse. It actually had two rooms, and this is, we literally called them the big room and the little room, and it was because the little room was where the first graders all the way through fourth graders were, and the big room was fifth through eighth. And the thing that I think, I, I wish I wish that existed still to this day. I have a five-year-old son now. It's so crazy. You know, and the, the thing is, we had three recesses a day all the way through middle school, the end of middle school, three recesses a day. You went out and you ran around. Maybe you broke an arm. I broke an arm, you know? And, but we went sledding in the wintertime. We had PE every single day. Yep. Um, and the thing was, you got to learn, you really had to learn how to talk to people outside of your own age group. You remember, I mean, because let's see, I, I forget how you're just a couple years younger than I am, I think. Yeah, I'm 34. You're 34. So yeah, I'm 39. So there was a time that, you know, we were it was intimidating hanging yeah. out with the big rumors. Yeah. It was intimidating. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember I remember when I broke my arm, it was first grade, and I was playing jungle gym tag with the sixth through eighth grade kids, like the the, the kind of the older kids. Oh, I yeah. thought I was thought I was the coolest kid ever. I was like, hey, I'm a first grader and I'm hanging out with the eighth graders. <laughs> exactly. You know, next thing I know, I broke my arm. But you know, that was an opportunity because everybody had recess at the same time every single exactly. day and we got sweaty we got stinky but you know what we it, it made the experience so much better you know you it know? absolutely did and you know there was so much to i've talked about like earning your childhood before oh, back I love then that. back then like you built a ramp you launched off it and you accepted those consequences <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, point. And, and there is something to be said about that because I, I love, you know, as, as you know, we're both parents, you know? Yeah. And, um, and congratulations. When, when did you guys have your baby? So we had Alexandria May um, on January 29th of this year, right before everything hit the, hit so, the fan. So the, the, the 2020 baby, you know, it only gets better from here. Let's hope, right? We could hope. We can, we can pray. <laughs> <laughs> so... But you know, my, my child is, he's five years old and he's in kindergarten now. I'm really fortunate mm -hmm. that the school that he goes to, they do have recess. Of course, I mean, in kindergarten, I think most kids had some sort of a recess, but you hear about that being cut more and more. You hear about PE being cut more and more. Um, and there's, there's a certain degree of, yeah, I want safety for my child, right? But there is yeah. a value, like you said, in building the ramp, I remember, I remember doing this thing where I would, we, we had jackets and we would go to the swing set 
And for some reason, you know, our, 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 I jump off the swing sets. We would get as, we would go as high as we could in the swing set. And then we would expect somehow, right. You know, we would jump out at the peak, right. We would try to time it just right at the peak. So in our minds, right. You're flying. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, basically, I mean, we were, we were informed as far as what physics was, you know, that we were informed by cartoons and, you know, pretty much that was it. And we expected that, I, I always expected that my jacket, I could use it as a parachute. A parachute, then, yeah. You know, and then kind of glide. Same thing, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and these things, I, you know, yes, yes, you know, there were far more injuries, I'm sure, uh, in our day than, than our children's. Maybe, I don't know. I don't even know. Um, you know, I, I think there is a lot to be said about letting us learn things and yeah. naturally, and that's, that's how I kind of am as a person. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of those fundamental rules that I learned out there on the playground are learned um, by exploring right. attributed to a lot of my success now in the world of obstacle course racing, because I was, I, you know, I didn't grow up in a very traditional atmosphere. I didn't grow in a very, um, or what, what today would be considered a traditional atmosphere. Um, okay, right. right. I, was, I was allowed to make a lot of those mistakes for myself mm-hmm. and, um, and learn a lot about my body. Because when, when you jump like that, you learn how to take a fall. <laughs> right. when, you, when you learn how to do the monkey bars, you learn how to do that really quick and understand how your grip works and how your momentum works and how you can swing. Right. Um, that's a benefit. And that, that carries over in muscle memory years down the line. You mm-hmm. just have to relearn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a process of remembering something that you you developed in your childhood, and I can definitely see. I think there's there's a certain degree of um, confidence that comes from from those kinds of experiences, just because you know, hey, yes, you know, you can get hurt. Okay, so there is the whole, uh-huh. you know, hey, I've been bitten. In an, or burned or whatever, or broken. Mm-hmm. But you also generally, I mean, unless it really was bad, you know that, hey, I do get better. I can heal. And then I can actually make some changes and then come back next time. And I think there's something to be said for that just because, I, I don't know, I, I feel like um, there's, the, the real world is not a safe place. I mean, physics still exists everywhere. And to... Uh, I mean, I'm not saying go give your kids, you know, rusty knives to play with, but, you know, a playground, the classic playground, you know, with swing sets and, uh, and slide, we had the merry-go-round, which was... Death trap. I mean, it was. <laughs> it was a death trap. And I just remember, I mean, basically the goal was how much, how fast can we possibly make this goal? To get and the kids fly off. And then we would try to do that. That was like... It was probably that was that was the baseline. That was the figure every single day. Like we're probably just terrible people, Jacob. It's it's probably just that <laughs> you know from a young age they were cruel and bitter. But the thing was, those kids were trying to get us to fall off too. It was well, it was, and everybody. we were learning. Is the thing we were That's learning true. there through childhood. Like we were learning uh, limitations. We yeah. were um, we were realistically, and I talk about this a lot with different people with growth. Um, yeah, it was trial and error um, at, at, its, at its key focal point here. We wanted to see what we could do here, what we could do there. And it's, um, man, that's a good thing. That's a really yeah. cool thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I, I think back to a lot of the bruises and, and scrapes and things like that. And um, when I see my son getting bruises and scrapes and things, yes, I, I'm, of course, it informs our empathy, right? So we're uh -huh. like, oh, I know exactly how it feels, yeah. But I, I see that and I say, okay, he's, he's growing now. There is, there's, first of all, just to develop comfort with pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, my son is still kind of afraid of blood, you know, okay. and he's, and he's losing And some teeth. people are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying I just love blood, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's not like I, and I will say this for the longest time. And even to this day, I don't go to the blood bank and give blood just okay. because I'm, I'm uncomfortable with putting a needle in my arm or anything like that any longer than just necessary. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll go, you know, if they, I like, I like getting blood work done because I want to know what's going on in the inside, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to just sit there and say, Hey, how many bags you got? You know, let's, you know <laughs> let's, let's see what we can do. But, you know, he's, he's losing his teeth. And one of the things he's afraid of is when we pull the tooth, it's going to bleed and, yep. and blood is bad. And, and so, because blood is the thing that happens uh, whenever you fall down and scrape your knee. And he knows how bad that is because, oh, that poor kid, it was actually his very first knee scrape was last summer. We were actually with my wife in Oregon. She does a doctoral program out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, it was just me and him. And he fell down, scraped his knee. Big old scrape, right? Mm -hmm. and, and of course. He's railing, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, bloody murder. And, it, and yeah, it was bleeding. And I had to clean it up. And oh, my God. And, and you know, it, it was one of those times whenever you're trying to help your child. And then you're also hoping no one hears and, and thinks that you're abusing the <laughs> judges child. you and yeah. <laughs> you've, got you've got all of this coming my friend and so eventually okay great it scabs over awesome he hates having a band-aid on anything so okay okay we'll let it breathe mm -hmm. as soon as it scabs over the very next day he falls down and scrapes it again and i think we all know the double pain that is the you know the double scrape right mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> double scrape oh the double scrape he experienced it was it was wretched now you've had your share of injuries both <laughs> you know i i think about that in, in childhood we've both had an enormous amount of injuries oh, absolutely but, but in recent years i you've you've had some some health things you've overcome uh you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so um i First of all, to echo kind of on your, your blood thing, yeah, yeah I think yeah. one of the thing the big things there is understanding things for what they are. Right. Yeah. And um, for me, for me, like getting cut or something now, like and understanding pain, very similar to like understanding cold. Like what? Right. Yeah. What is it? What? Okay. So this is my blood. This is right. uh, this is a cut. This is this is neurons sending you know pain receivers to things. Yeah. yeah. Good thing I've still got those receivers. Um, right. But right. Yeah. It's, um, for me, realistically, a lot of it's been understanding mentally what each thing is, and that mm -hmm. helps me process it and put it in the, the, the right box, if you would. Yeah. Um, so my own, my own um, illnesses here, yeah. So last year, I was what I considered in probably some of the better, best ultra running shape of my life. Mm -hmm. um, I was going out running 50 milers kind of once a month, pretty regularly. Um, yeah. Um, super long overnight events. And then I came down with 
um, basically I was immunocompromised um, mm -hmm. from, from exerting myself over a long race, came down with West Nile, that turned into Horner's syndrome, that turned into viral meningitis, My God. Um, a lot of, lot of other things, and it took, it's taken a long time for me to get healed. Um, then life happened, you know, things, yeah. things other things happened. Um, we had our first daughter. I was like, okay, I'm going to get back into shape. I'm going to, I'm going to start, start going crazy while COVID's going on. Right. And, and then I got, came down with rhabdomyosis, which if you're familiar with rhabdo, rhabdo, rhabdo is no fun. Um, now, now is rhabdo, the only time I've ever really heard about this, it's with extreme athletes. It's with athletes that are, are, are always, they're, they're pushing the edge. Is, is that right? There's, there's exertion across the field and you have to think about it. It's, it's exertion. It's not specifically okay. just extreme athletes. Mm -hmm. You could get rhabdo if you're, you know, a guy that's just on the couch mm -hmm. and you're like, well, I'm just going to go out and run. We have right now in our society, I feel like this idea of entitlement with sports and yeah. entitlement with doing things. Ooh, um, and es especially, yeah. especially here in the USA. Um, and I see these and not saying that we don't want to pull everybody off the couch and get people in shape. Mm -hmm. But you could have a guy, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Reddit. So I look at Reddit and I see these guys like, man, I'm like 300 pounds, I'm 250, but I am just dead set on doing an obstacle course race. I'm like, yeah. what one? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, sure, sure. But yeah. because there are like, well, I want to go do Palmerton. Well, Palmerton is, has traditionally been eight miles. Um, it took me two hours to do. Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at 4,000 gains. Sometimes it's going to get up to 90 degrees. Oh, you yeah. could have heat exhaustion. You need water. Um, have you thought about all that at 300 pounds? Right. No. Right. But, but you automatically, we, we live in a society like you should be able to go that, do that. You should do that. And you should, you mm -hmm. should, but you should also take the precautions and think about it properly to understand it for what it is. <laughs> right. Right. And the mind is so strong often it, it can push us. Uh, you know, with, I mean, and we always, that's one of the things where, you know, as trainers, we always want to encourage people, Hey, that determination. And the thing is that determination is generally the thing that's lacking for most people, right? That's the thing it is. It that, that normally it's like, Hey man, you've got all the gear, you've got all the diet plans and all this stuff, but you're just not following through. It's normally the other way around, but, but yeah, you'll get, a, you'll get a person that, or There's both I, extremes. What I oftentimes see is, is um, now I don't see rhabdo, I've, but, but I'll see like injuries especially happen from a person who used to be very fit, maybe took a decade off, you know, oh, and, then yeah. and then expects to go back and do the same workouts they did whenever they left off. And I think that's realistically what gave me rhabdo. Um, okay. I was, I, was, I was coming through a, a long period and I tried to do a very aggressive workout yeah. And my, the heat, um, and a lot of other things, basically my body started shutting down. Yeah. Um, and went into a place like where my liver was trying to process a lot of stuff. My kidneys were trying to process a lot of stuff. I'm like, okay. At that moment I had like a one month. Okay. I need to sit down and figure out what's going on in my life. Yeah. Um, and a lot of medical bills later, I was like, I need to figure yeah. a lot of this stuff out. Um, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I need to, I need to dial back and work up gradually, slowly the way I need to be doing. Um, and that's what I've done actually in the past. Today is day 66 of my new project that I'm doing. <laughs> so 
Okay, so what is it? It's a it's a hard seventy five. Seventy five. Okay. Seventy five. What is this? Tell me more about this. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're kind of jumping around. We're jumping around. We are. We are. Listening, but but okay, but but you've you've come through Rabdo. You've come through at this point. Um, you've gotten over this illness. Over being sick. Okay. Yeah. And so we've got a year where we're not doing anything, right? Uh, yeah, we're not yeah. racing. So if, if my if people want to know a little bit about my story, you know, follow me on BroCR, reach out to me. We've got podcasts and podcasts on it. But um, if, if you're familiar with what's going on in 2020, we're not racing a lot. And I, I go a lot to yeah. a lot of these races. Um, I've been to Tahoe, the Spartan Race World Championship five times. Uh, before that, when they had it in Killington, Vermont, twice there. Um, been all over following these ultra running races and some of these things. And this year we're just not doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, nothing's happening. It's, it's tough. I'm sure. So with, with the addition of my new daughter, um, and my podcast that I've kind of been doing because we're not really making videos and traveling places and recording stuff like we used to, um, I decided to help out some of the local races, a lot in the Spartan races, you know, you'll put on a race here in Indianapolis, you'll see 5,000 people come out for a Spartan race, 4,000 people. Uh, the smaller local mom and pop ones, you'll see 700, 800 about. Um, okay. Still, still a good big. time, yeah. still pretty big, but um, a lot more local feel, a very, very different vibe, if you would. So, yeah, then I was like, well, I need something mentally for myself because they've got me announcing at some of these races. I need something mm -hmm. to do. So I started the 75 Hard Project by, it's kind of been a big thing. It started in 2019. Um, and actually, I just joined the Facebook group for it today, 66 oh. days in. Now that you're like, yeah, I guess I'm going to finish this. I can, uh, I can start the group. <laughs> Absolutely. But basically, it's a 75-day challenge. Uh, no alcohol. Okay. Uh, no cheat meals. Um, basically, stick to a diet. Mm. Two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One has to be outside. I'm going to say 80% of my workouts have been outside. Um, nice. Then that's just who I am as a person. I just want to be outside. I want my recess. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're looking back to those days. Now, whenever, yeah. so you've had a sober October and then some. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is you got to drink a gallon of water every single day. Okay. Well, that's so, good. Um, that's just good. Yeah, that's, that's just good advice. That's good health. Um, <laughs> then um, read 10 pages of a productive book a day. Hey, I know so a book you should read. That's the next on my list. I'm right now, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about that too because I'm finishing right now the Four Hour Body by Tim Ferriss. Oh, cool! Yeah, and I did not know how much he talks about um, cold exposure. Right? I had no idea he he was talking about that years before, like yeah. when pop got popular here in the states. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, my cold my exposure. Wife, my wife was reading that when we were dating back in like 2000, like what 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, that is ridiculous. I'm never going to get in a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the th the two big things that so you're one of my friends, but another friend, Chris Chapman, over in Cincinnati, yeah. talks a lot about uh, the pose method of running. Okay. And he's he's a certified pose instructor there, and they talk about the pose method in there too. And I was just like, here the stuff is that we're trying to revisit, and right. it's it's here. It's just been a while coming on. So anyway, I'm on day 66 of this trial thing. I'm in probably some of the best shape I've ever been in, um, health-wise too, and mentally, and just a bunch of other fun stuff. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Now, man, you know, I, I think about 75 days. I could go without alcohol for 75 days. I'm kind of a sporadic drinker. 
okay. where it's, it, it'll be like, hey, I haven't seen these people in a while or whatever. I don't know. 75 days, though, that's a long spurt. It's a long spurt. Alcohol. It, so, it really is. So because you're going to have in 75 days, you're going to have a friend call you out of the blue or you're going to have like a birthday party or something. I guess COVID kind of helps a little, but you still see people now and then. Yeah. It, for me, I was getting into a rut where it was just way too easy to drink during the week. Um, yeah. Yeah. With COVID, it's really been that With COVID way. and everything. Um, it was really interesting. I listen to NPR about every morning and kind yeah. of in my, I've got certain routines that I follow myself in now, but they were talking about liquor sales during COVID and how it's just astronomical, how InBev and yeah. things have done. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I will say that during COVID, like during the lockdowns, I think I drank twice during the lockdowns and, and the, uh, well, I, I'm not, it's one of those things where I, uh, and then what I'll do is I'll, when I go camping, I like to, I like to have a few, you know, mm-hmm. or I will, um, or whenever I have like a friend over or something like that, especially sure. like we haven't seen each other for a while, but, um, during COVID I, I found out that they, that the liquor store, they, you just drove up and then like somebody would run out and say, you know, what would you like to do? You know? And then, <laughs> cause that was the voice that they always made. Like, it makes funny. Yeah, yeah. I'll take, uh, I'll take, you know, and then I started drinking and, and I'll admit it. I'm going to, I'm just going to sit here and admit it. I started drinking those seltzers, those, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. And I, Claws and law, baby. Claws law. I know it's embarrassing, but I started, I was like, okay, basically this is just water and alcohol. Uh, so I'm sort of hydrating as I'm drinking. You and, make an excuse for it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah right. so, so I validated it. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I like, uh, I like it. It's okay. And so I started doing that. And so I did that twice during the lockdowns, but now summertime has been different. Summertime I've, I've drank probably a, quite a bit this summer, um, compared to, uh, my usual. And so, but now with, uh, with cheat meals, I think it would be harder for me because I'm a big cheat meal, you know, See, I'm, not, guy. I'm not. Okay. So that's where we're different there. So, yeah. So yeah, you, the, you're the, pretty easy on the meals. Eh? The thing about this project, I've talked to so many different people that have finished it, haven't finished it. Everybody gets a hang up. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all have some people. It's reading. Yeah. Some people it's reading. Some people it's drinking the water in a day, but I really think like, there are certain things that you can do to make yourself in just so much better there. Have you heard of Jody? I, do you know who Jody? I is. I'm not familiar with uh, Jody. I he's done a lot of stuff with Ben Greenfield back in the day. Um, oh. his name's Jody Stefano. Um, he runs Runga. If he okay. has this big, um, retreat camp, um, good guy, but he, he made a post the other day. He's like, if you're wondering why you're still sick, if you're wondering mm-hmm. why you don't feel good, are you, the questions you need to ask are, are you getting eight hours of sleep a night? Yeah. Are you walking 10,000 steps a day? Are you eating healthy? If not, are you drinking a gallon of water a day? If not, start there. It's the fundamentals, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, and this is something I, I've tried to make two videos for my YouTube channel about this. Both times there was somebody who walked by or, you know, it's just somehow the video mm-hmm. just got ruined but I, I've been looking into a lot of these habits that uh, they have um, in these blue zones. 
mm-hmm. know, the places in, on the planet where people, they live to 100 far more regularly. Yeah, yeah. The other place. Sweden. And, uh, and it's, yeah, well, you know, there's, and they've always tried to figure out, I remember, you know, in Okinawa, Japan is one of the places mm-hmm. and they, they tried to sell, do you remember coral calcium? They, no, I don't remember that. So, so this was a big like fad. Me, like me. Yeah. I, of course I used to work at the nutrition store. So I, mm-hmm. I remember when this fad started and they believe that if you, if you, it was the coral calcium that was making these people live longer and, and um, it was it was like well because the calcium from coral calcium apparently was more alkaline and it would all sorts of like stuff that sounded real but the more you looked into it it's like nah dude this really there's really no evidence to say that that's what's making them live longer and the only things that they found are these fundamental basic things you know um, and the one thing that I've I, I really think about especially with COVID is. Um, one of the things that they found is in all of these places, they had very close knit social groups. Like you, you, you knew people, you had friends, you were mm-hmm. really close with your family, really close with your friends. And, you know, I, I always, I, the way I always thought about it is like, well, in that case, I'd want to live to a hundred, you know, yeah. cause friends make a lot and it's these simple things, right? Mm-hmm. Sleep, sleep eight hours a day, right? It's free. It's, it's maybe it's not easy if you're stressed out and stuff like that, but there are methods and remedies obviously for it. Um, you know, how tired are you at the end of the day physically, right? Is it all mental or did you actually, you know, I love the idea of just walking a certain amount of steps. That's a great start because so oh, yeah. many, so many of us just sit there all day. So the two things I'll piggyback on there is I've, I've got a hardcore line that I've, I've really kind of like embedded a huge life lesson with me. It's, Going back to your friends thing, yeah. one of the biggest life things I keep around in myself is you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah, I've heard um, that before so too. Yeah. You really need to like, that, that kind of like keeps me accountable to like, okay, who am I spending time with? What am I doing? And what are my influences here? Um, yeah. How is that influencing my daily life? And the second one to that, talking about Japanese proverbs, there's a great proverb yeah. that I got from um, the four hour body. Yeah, which is once again going back to fundamentals, and it was um, looking at Japanese culture, and it said, "If you want to live to be a hundred years, after each meal, take a hundred steps." There you and go. It's just, but yeah. it's it's so, and there's so much there's so much in digestion in that. There's so much in um, timing and protein release, and um, you know, um, lipid consumption, and <laughs> little things like that just really can make a game changer. And the thing that, that I, I'm a firm believer in is that those small changes over time pay off, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's those small things. A lot of times we want to look at, okay, now I'm going to relive, you know, completely rewrite everything about my life. And, and it's very difficult to keep those changes. Like 75 days, I'm sure you'll be happy after those 75 days, you know, uh, to, to, I mean, it'll be sweet to have that first beer or to have a cheat meal, or, you know, maybe, maybe I don't have to work out. Maybe I can just work out one time today, you know, just See, like, a- I don't know, because I, I, I was actually getting ready to make a post about that right now. And it's, yeah. it's the cage. So right now in this scenario, I'm thriving and that's yeah. kind of how I am as a nice. person. I've set up these constructs for myself. I'm like, okay, I do this every day. It's easy to do it when everything is regimented. Okay. When you're out on your own, that's when things get tricky. Uh, when you don't yeah. have any, that's, and you, it's that celebration of discipline that you can get yourself into that really can't help. Um, 
So, so during your 75 days, um, have you had times where you've had maybe, uh, like friends over or something like that? And you're like, Nope, sorry, can't drink. I'm doing the 75 hard, you know? And, and that's, and for, you know, for on a daily basis, like one of the issues that I run into now is that I used to have a far more regimented life and now Mm -hmm. I don't. Um, you know, I, I really, I don't have any two days that are the same and, and I'm <laughs> constantly working in these different projects and, and sure. things like that. And I, you know, you use, cause I'm, I don't really have life where I go to the office anymore. I see you're at home. It's a yeah. Wednesday. But this is my- there's your office now, right? And, yep. and so it's the same with me. I, I, I do a lot of work, but it's, it, it, you have to kind of make your schedule. Whereas used to, uh, before all of this happened, you know, it was kind of made for you at least. It's like, well, I'm generally there from this time to this time, or, you know, yeah. this, is, this is when other people are going to be at this place. So I want to be at this place at this time so that I can work with them or things like that. So I like the idea. I mean, you're just, you're building your own cage. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're, yeah, that, you know. that, it's, it's, it's the same cage. It's just made by me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you find that to be freeing in a way? I think it is, but at the same time, like you dictate those things. So mm-hmm. it's like, it is freeing, but like you become your own worst enemy. Cause it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing yeah. that? And I remind myself, well, it's, it's because I feel healthier and I feel better. And I feel, um, why am I taking cold showers right now? Again, yeah. well, when I'm done, I'm okay. And I feel really good. Um, right. Um, why do I not pick that scab? Well, I'm letting it heal and understanding yeah. things for what they are. Um, I think that's, for me, that's a big portion. Yeah, I, I think the, the problem that I run into, and this is where it is important to have those reminders, I do run into impulses. So, you know, and I think that's a really common thing and, um, okay, I have an impulse to do this now or not to do this now. And boy, that impulse is strong and I'm the only one who's going to know, you know, it's not like, uh, I'm breaking some kind of contract with anyone other than myself. And then, uh, obviously of course, you know, it's easy to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Hey, you know, I, but the problem is when you're breaking a contract with yourself, obviously, you know, I mean, you should respect that person as much or more than your boss or, you know. Yeah, else. I think for me, one of the big hangups, it's not like, it's when I don't have something on the calendar working towards. Yeah. That I get, I, I become willy nilly. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of like, I'm like, I'm going to let things um, just kind of take its place and do whatever. And I need to mentally for myself, remind myself of, okay, this is for my own benefit. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more healthy. I'm going to feel just happier. And I guess going back to the 75 hard thing, yeah, it's a big thing if you make it a big thing. Um, you know, sure. sure. You know, if it's, it's not like, like the cold, like yeah. dealing with cold and taking an ice bath, you know, oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's gonna be so horrible. It's going to be. Right. Um, it's, it is what it I, is. Yeah, it is what it is. It, it's cold. Understanding, like, somebody said, well, I don't care what you think. Cold is cold. I'm like, yes, it is cold. Yeah, I mean, it, yes. That, that no is arguments. <laughs> There's no arguments. Um, the way that I perceive it, though, and the way that I address it, that's what defines it for me. And mm-hmm. 
if, if cold's, cold's a big, scary, bad thing, it's going to keep being a big, scary, bad thing for you. If, um, yeah. you know, running up a mountain is going to be, well, you ran up that mountain. Yep. And I yeah. ran back down. Yeah. Um, so I, what? David Goggins, <laughs> I, well, David Goggins has a, a, a pretty good uh, thing that he was talking about one time. And uh, you know who David Goggins is, everybody. Oh, absolutely. David all, all, next on my list to read after your book, actually. Yeah. I, well, his, his, book, his book is fantastic. I, I actually I've did the, so. I recommend the audiobook. I don't normally okay. recommend the audiobooks, but his audiobook is kind of like in a podcast format. And I don't okay. remember, I don't remember where I actually heard this, but they were talking about, and it was interesting because it was the cold, uh, specifically they were talking about with, um, the uh, SEAL training. And he said, mm-hmm. they're like, how do you get through that? And he said, well, you know that it's not going to be that way forever. There will, you know, this, this time will end. There will be an end point to this pain. And all you've got to okay. do is make it to that point. And I oftentimes think about that. It's like, okay, I'm only going to be doing this for whatever amount of time. You can do anything for 20 minutes. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, it comes down to it comes down to will. Obviously, like we were talking about before, there is a physical element to it, right? If you're yeah. three hundred pounds and you've never you know worked out a day in your life, you have to have realistic goals. Same thing, mm-hmm. you know, with with cold training or anything else, you have to have realistic goals. But you know, the actual element of doing it, the the discomfort you're going to feel, it will be over. And whenever yeah, it's exactly. over, you feel better about yourself and about, and you just physically, you feel better uh, in general. And I guess, I guess, okay, re- really good segue here. To, and I don't yeah. want to discredit anybody trying to lose weight or trying to get into shape or something. Like, I don't want to say that, but a really good example is my friend Tyler, who just moved out to Flagstaff, Arizona last week. Mm-hmm. Um, like the guy, he is a super runner, vegan, crazy athlete, super in shape. Yeah. We've got this loop here in Columbus, Indiana called the Donner Park. And it's one mile long. So okay. are you familiar with Strava? No. So Strava is like a social, um, social networking kind of game, social media game for runners. Okay. Cool. So every time I run, it uploads to Strava. And it's like, okay, here's your time. So people can like it and, you know, comment on your run or something. But you can also create segments. And so it's like, okay, who's the king of the mountain? Who's got this? Who's got oh, the fastest nice. time around the school or something? Like, yeah. Basically, like runs me so much back to kindergarten. And like, <laughs> growing up at St. Pete's. Um, yeah. But so they're around the park, it's one mile and you got to follow the sidewalk. And then when you get back around at this point, that's your time. So it's, but there's a constant leaderboard. Well, this summer I decided to go out and crack the leaderboard. Well, I took the fastest nice. time and I, and I ended up running like a 530 mile. And I'm like, yeah, feeling All good. Right. And then, then the guy who had had it beforehand came back and he's like, nope, I want it. So he ran like a 525. And I'm like, Oh, dude. Son of a gun. So then I went back and I, fi- I went balls out when I'm trying right. to do this, when I'm in the 75 hard program, ran a 520, feeling great. My friend came back another few days, ran a 504. Oh, wow. And oh, we were just wow. like, things are getting serious. And right before my friend Tyler moved, he ran a 440. Dude. <laughs> now, here, here's my point. Yeah. Do I want to go out and run a 440? No. And that's fine. <laughs> And that's, that's, that is, that is a thousand percent fine. I can still go run a mile. Nothing's stopping me from doing that. Sure. Um, but would I want to go and train the next two months to run a sub five minute mile around the park? 
I'm okay. I think and, that's, that's important. Yeah. But it's what, going back to the principles, it's understanding things for what they are. Mm -hmm. um, so many people are like, well, I want to run a Spartan race. Okay. Do you want to run? Well, I want to run, I want to run this one in a stadium. Well, that's very different from running the one in Killington, Vermont, where you have 8,000 gain. Yeah. Um, it's understanding things for what they really are. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even your, your goal isn't running a Spartan race. Maybe it's, maybe it's running a 10 K maybe it's losing 10 pounds. Maybe it's we're what we're searching for. I feel isn't, isn't the metal. It isn't the, it's, it's that accomplishment. It's yeah. that next movement. Um, yeah. Progress. And that's the thing that's better is better. And better and, is better. And that's really at the end of the day, you know, we're moving forward and better is not always going to be the same thing. Right. So it's not necessarily faster. It's not necessarily longer. Uh, you know, I, I capped out my, my ice bathing time and, you know, I don't have any real desire to, to go set a world record and yeah. it and that's gives fine. Me what I'm, yeah, it gives me what I'm looking for and that's it. And better is better because now I'm improving in some other areas of my life or if nothing else, I'm being consistent in this area or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I get a lot of questions. How long can I hold my breath until I need to breathe again? You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's good. I don't really care how, how much you bench, right? That was the classic million billion. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, yes, I, I'm, I think we're both competitive people who enjoy competition and oh, absolutely. want to be pushed to betterness, you know, and that's like going back to what you said about the five people you hang out with, you know, this is why you want to be careful. But, um, but at the same time, yeah, I like, I like what you're saying. Just, just ultimately understand what it is and, and don't make it more than that. Yeah. Take things for what they are. Yeah. I got to say, um, I'm loving the sound that you're, uh, of your, uh, of your microphone. I'm going to have to get <laughs> after this here. I am. I, you know, this is my podcast and I, and I've, I've, I've all I've got is this, this little speaker here. So I'm a tech guy here. I, I yeah. really like good tech. <laughs> yeah. Well, from now I'm making this proclamation to everyone listening or watching that uh that i'm gonna i'm basically about to order whatever it is he has i'll send you a link It'll yeah be great. <laughs> send me some links hopefully it's affiliate links maybe you can make a little money on it too but no 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 i don't i do not and so and that's another big thing about like the where i'm at like in products we've talked about this before oh yeah i don't had... i don't endorse products i don't love and i'm i've really backed off on a lot of those things right now i'm working more with race companies than i am with products because like I believe in race companies. I believe in people who believe in their product. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Well, not to mention it gets confusing after a while. It's like, well, um, these people that are like Instagram celebrities and then endorse like 70 products. I'm like, no, nah, man, no, nah, just, yeah. just quit. I, the people that I, I work with now are literally just because they're so nice or yeah. I literally absolutely use the product. It's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's gotta be both of those things. It's like, you guys are really nice. And then, Actually, I do use your product and then that's it. I think I only have like two affiliates. Of course, there is the chocolate affiliate and the CBD affiliate. Uh, but my chocolate guy, dude, next time. Oh, my God. I, my, I have a friend that is a, a craft chocolatier. And uh, yeah. And so I, during COVID, 
Dude, I, I, I gotta say. See, and that's, I'm not a sweets guy. I'm just yeah. not. I'm not either. Here's the thing. I'm not a sweets guy. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a savory guy. Like for me, my cheat meal is normally pizza or like mac and cheese, you know, mm-hmm. something. it's going to be like that kind of a taste. But I went out, I went out to uh, North Carolina and tried this chocolate and I was just like, here's all the money I have. <laughs> I please send me as much chocolate as you can, please. So I ate it all and I realized that I'm like, okay, I just, I can't, I can't have that in the house. <laughs> it's just, I can't have it in the house. It's just not going to work. But hey, brother, thank you so much, man, for being. Hey, no problem. Happy uh, to be on the podcast. Yeah, you're, you're just, of course, you'll be on more often, I hope, you know, in the future. And uh, could you uh, just uh, let people know kind of how to get a hold of you and what you're doing these days? Yeah. So what I'm doing these days, I'm, I've got the podcast. We've got a race coming up um, here and it'll probably be done by the time you put out this podcast this All weekend. Right. Um, oh, it's, yeah. um, it's up in Chicago area um, and we're actually giving away. Um, we've had a great um, turnout from one of our affiliates there. Um, they gave us about a $13,000 worth of sunglasses we're going to be giving away this weekend from Gooders. So, oh, dude, um, that's awesome. Fun stuff there. We lo- I love doing that kind of stuff for the community and um, the people that we work with, um, as well as we're going to be giving away a ton of protein shakes uh, to all the finishers. It's going to be cold in Chicago this weekend. Yeah. Um, but if oh, yeah. people want to reach out to me, Brociar on Facebook um, is a great way to get a hold of me. Um, or my own Instagram stuff, uh, Brosecker, at Brosecker on Instagram. That's a great way to get a hold of me. Um, my name, so many people have asked me if my name is actually Brosecker, but it's not. Um, but it just caught on. So I was like, all right, let's see. Hey, let's go with it. it. Go with it. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, I'll have all the links in the description. Thanks again, my friend. And uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for, for watching and listening. Uh, if you haven't already joined the Patreon Club, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? (laughs) Join the Patreon Cup, take a look, and don't forget to go out there and be kind to one another.